Welcome to the Chef Satchel Show. Today, we have with us a very, very special guest. Uh, I'll be honest, I've been following her blogs and her recipes for a very long time. She's been a great inspiration for us. She's been featured on Good Housekeeping, BuzzFeed, The Huffington Post. Her recipes are out of the world. She's original, she's amazing. Here we have with us today is Isabel. Hello, Isabel, how's it going? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. That's fabulous. So tell us a little bit about your background. Have you always wanted to cook or be a chef or how did you go about with this? So no, not wanted to be a chef at all. And to be honest, I don't even really consider myself a chef like now. Um, I've never taken any cooking classes. I'm not classically trained. Uh, So I'm more of like a home cook. But I did grow up in a family where both of my parents cooked every single day. So I've always been around, like, fresh, homemade food. Um, And my family's Mexican, so there was always a lot of beans, pork, homemade salsa, stuff like that. So food was, like, pretty much always the center of any party, of any family get-together. So it's kind of just always been a big part of my life. That's fabulous. And yeah, Mexican food, we're always down for that. So tell us, yeah, how did you... Loves Mexican food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially being in, in a place where it's so inspired by uh, Mexican food, we are always, you'll find us at a Mexican restaurant one day or the other out of the week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So how, how did you go get into cooking? What really was that aha moment that you're like, this is like, this is what I want to do? I initially got into cooking from a not-so-healthy place. So I've talked about this on Instagram and, like, on my blog before, but I struggled with an eating disorder in college. And then at the time, I started cooking and making my own food as kind of a way to control what I was eating. So I wanted to know what I was eating, how much I was eating, the exact ingredients that were in my food. So it came from a very, like, unhealthy, orthorexic place where I basically wanted to make sure that I was being healthy. Um, And unfortunately, I feel like that sort of thing is very common in young college kids, especially women, because you're in this big new college environment, and you want to fit in, and you want people to like you, and so much of that pressure is put onto the way you look. So after a year or two of really struggling with that, I got help, I saw a therapist and a dietitian who kind of helped me rewire the way I thought about food. Um, Food was no longer something to be scared of or something to control, but something to really enjoy and something that like literally helps us feed our bodies. So yeah, so by this time, uh, I was out of college, I was uh, in grad school and I was kind of looking for a fun hobby. Um, So I was like, hey, why don't I start a blog and just write about whatever I'm doing? So kind of like a journal. And so that's what I did for about a year, nothing very serious. Um, But the more that I blogged, the more that I started paying attention to other blogs. Uh, And then I realized that people who were, um, like, writing food blogs as a career were making really good money doing it. (laughs) I was like, hey, why don't I, if I could do that? So that's when like the blog sort of stepped out of being 
a journal and got more serious and I started focusing on food only because even though I learned about cooking from a not so healthy place, I still had all that knowledge that I gained. Like I still put in the work of following recipes and learning about, you know, ingredients and all of that. So I figured, why don't I put that knowledge to uh, this blog and see if it becomes uh, something bigger. Uh, And so that's kind of, what got me into cooking it's kind of a long story but I guess everyone's story is a little long that's right so what what inspired what was your inspiration was it uh, your health that you really were like I need to put the word out there for people to know what food is about or what was your biggest inspiration behind doing or motto behind doing that yeah so it was partially health so the when I very when I started at the very beginning of the blog it was more about um it was all about me. I wanted to challenge myself to eat uh, the foods that I thought weren't so healthy because I had come a long way and I was like, okay, I'm going to make all, like, I'm going to make the nachos. I'm going to make the desserts and I'm going to do all of this because I'm past this eating disorder. So at first it was all about me. Um, then it started to be, then when people started following me, it started to become more about like, what do people want to see? What do people want to um, eat? Uh, and then I realized people are really coming to the blog for my Mexican food, um, mainly because uh, that's like my heritage. I, I have a lot of knowledge about Mexican food because I've grown up with it. So then I, I shifted the focus from me to everyone else and to serving my audience. So now the inspiration is uh, cooking food that's easy for people to make at home and uh, cooking food that like represents where I come from in my culture and that's Mexican food. That's crazy. So how many, how many days out of you know, the week are you all, all into Isabel Eats? Like when, when do we find you sitting and just relaxing out of the day when you're cooking? <laughs> five days a week for sure, sometimes six days a week. Um, but I'm, so I've gotten better about not letting work become my entire life. Uh, so I usually work from say like seven to 5 PM, okay. like a normal work day. And then, um, you know, then we'll sit on the couch, uh, watch some TV, make dinner whatever. Um, and it's like my husband is watching sports and I don't feel like watching sports. I'll bring my laptop onto the couch and maybe do a little work, but nothing too serious. <laughs> so you said you were trying to find the right sport for yourself on getting to know Isabel Eats. Did you find something for yourself yet? Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. I am terrible at sports. <laughs> <laughs> I still am. Um, that's probably one thing that I just, I don't know what it is. I'm... I'm coordinated, but I'm just not, like, fast. <laughs> My, like, reaction time isn't that great, so I'll, I'll just stick to other things. That's crazy. So how do you go about planning your dishes for uh, documenting it on, on for your website? Um, so this year, I was very organized about it. I sat down, and it took me about one to two days, and I wrote down all of my ideas, 
of the recipes that I could make for the entire rest of the year. Um, so it's really just, I ask people on Instagram what they want to see. Um, I think about like, like Mexican recipes that I've grown up with that I want to make or, you know, something that my mom makes that I want to recreate. Um, or if I think, if there are uh, dishes out there that I really like but aren't necessarily Mexican, I'll try to see if I can put, like, a little Mexican spin on it, so something like that. Um, so it's really just asking, like, my audience what they want to see because, you know, they're the people that I'm writing this for. And um, just thinking of, like, Mexican things that people want to eat. That's right. And tell us about how dedicated did you have to be? Because I feel like people on the front side of it just see you as successful, like, you know, oh, you just became successful. But I'm sure there's a lot that went into the back end of it for you to be even featured on something like the Huffington Post or it just doesn't come easy. Tell us how did you go about with that or how much time did it take for you to get yourself dedicated? Uh, it, it, I, it was just a lot of hard work, a lot of like, especially when I was starting out, when this was kind of just a hobby and a side thing, um, I had a full-time job. So I would work on the blog on the weekend, Saturday and Sunday. I, that was my time to work on the blog. And then every single night that I had time, I would work on the blog. So usually I would photograph and make recipes on the weekends when I, when this was still my side hustle. Um, and then during the week I would write the post, I would uh, market it as much as I could on, like, social media, Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook. Um, and there's a lot of, like, Facebook groups um, that I was a part of that I would just try to market my recipes to. Um, and it's just a lot of learning uh, you, because you have to have, like, good photos. You have to have good photography. So it was just – and I had no – background in photography so it was really just teaching myself about food photography and how to work a camera and um, all of that which just honestly is just practice like you just have to practice as much as you can in order to get good at something and uh, I practice every single day basically <laughs> that's crazy and what was that turning point when you were like okay it's time to focus on isabeleats.com full-time and quit my uh, job so make the side hustle into a full-time job yeah so I had been thinking about seeing if so I got to the point where I was starting to make a little money on the blog through um ads and through sponsorship, so like a brand would come to me and say, hey, do you want to make this uh, recipe using one of our products and we'll pay you something. So I started to make some money through that and I was just spending a lot of time, like I was starting to get kind of burned out, like I just didn't have enough hours in the day. And I, I thought to myself, if I spent all my time doing Isabel Eats um, instead of doing my full-time job, it really became my full-time job, could I make enough money to support myself? Mm -hmm. I was also in a position where my full-time job wasn't, like, paying me a lot. So it was a smaller jump to make than other people. So, like, full transparency, I was making, like, 40000 a year at my full-time job, 
with a grad school degree. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, so as soon as I was making like even half of that from the blog, I, w- I thought to myself, okay, if I, de- if I dedicated all my hours, I could easily make as much as my full-time job, if not more. So, so I really gave myself a year to put in as much work as I could to see how much money I could make. And if I thought that leaving my full-time job, I could make even more with the blog, um, I would do it. And uh, I did it in like eight months. And I was like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the leap. That's fabulous. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of crazy. It's still, um, I've been doing, I've been full-time now for, let me think, not even a year yet. Or no, hasn't been a year. Wow. See, I just feel like it was just yesterday where I took the leap because it's still so crazy that I'm doing it. But um, I, I, yeah, it's amazing. That's a huge leap. And I'm very sure when even now when you plan your recipes and stuff, it's as good as, you know, it's not easy because you have to come up with recipes every day and plan accordingly. And since you said you dedicated two days out of like, you know, to plan your entire menu, that just shows the dedication because being at it every day is what makes this so special. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's 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 not easy. <laughs> so, yeah. So what uh, what avenues have you thought of like have been the most successful for you? Has it been Facebook or uh, you know Instagram? Where do you where does your audience follow you the most? So in the beginning, it was Pinterest. Pinterest is like really big for food. Like there's a lot of recipes that you can find through there. So in the beginning, I focused my efforts on on that. Um, but Pinterest has kind of changed since since I started doing this. Um, so that kind of helped me get in the door. And now it's really uh, like a lot of my traffic is coming from Google. So like when people search a recipe on Google, um, they'll find me. Um, so it's really Google right now. Um, Instagram is great. I'm, I'm still growing it. Um, I feel like Instagram though is more more of like a personal thing for me. It's not just marketing, but it's like actually connecting with uh, the people who follow me and um, stuff like that. So I think each social media has its pros and cons. Um, Facebook has just been really hard for me. <laughs> it's just it's really hard to grow an organic Facebook following nowadays because um, it's the algorithms are constantly changing and there's just so much you have to do. Um, video does really well on Facebook, but video takes so much time. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it does. So, yeah. So tell us one thing, if in case, uh, we had to find you in the kitchen, not cooking for Isabel eats, what's the one dish that you would just make for yourself all the time? one dish I would make for myself probably something with eggs okay very easy (laughs) um eggs you know what I love I love and I just re um I just reshot this recipe so it's in my brain but do you know what migas is no it's like an egg it's like an egg and tortilla dish so the so you have like corn tortillas that are cut into like triangles or strips 
or whatever you want. And they're uh, like lightly fried uh, in just like a little oil, not a lot, maybe like two tablespoons or so. But they're fried in a skillet until they get super crispy. And then you mix in some scramble, you scramble in some eggs. Uh, so the eggs kind of stick to the tortillas. Those two things, a little salt, that's all you need. It's so addicting. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. I'm already, my mouth's watering already. I might just wrap <laughs> it up and get into the kitchen and just cook something like that right now. <laughs> yeah, and it's super easy. Like, you can buy corn tortillas anywhere, and everyone has eggs. Like, those are inexpensive things, so. That's right. So, from that, tell us, what's the weirdest thing you've tried in, in your career? Um, let me think. So, uh, I got married here in Oklahoma City, and uh, after, like maybe a day or two after our wedding, my, uh, a few of my friends and I went to a restaurant uh, that's kind of famous in Oklahoma called Cattleman's Steakhouse, and they had lamb fries, oh, wow. which I had never really heard of. Um, and apparent, so after like eating this, some of our, some of my friends said, "You know what you just ate, right? Lamb fries are literally lamb testicles that are fried." Oh man! <laughs> um, I'm not gonna lie though. I mean, it didn't taste gross. It was, it tasted like, it was like a chicken nugget. It didn't, <laughs> maybe because it was fried and battered, but. It was fine, but yeah, so I ate lamb fries. That's crazy. Ooh, now, I want to try that. that. That's just crazy. I, I, like People can get so creative with dishes and yet make it so nice. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, IsabelEats.com is there. What's next for you? What's the next step that you'll be taking in terms, or are you going to be sticking to dedicated to Isabel Eats all the time? good question because I'm not sure what's next um I've had thoughts about uh creating a cookbook um and I've had people ask me to you know when's your cookbook coming out um so I've thought about that that would be a that would be a big undertaking and I'm just I'm not sure if I'm ready to put all my effort into that because um cookbooks take like at least a year to, to create. Um, so it's a lot of time and effort. Um, and I feel like a lot of my recipes, the recipes that I would want in a cookbook are already on my website. Um, so I'm not sure, but, but if, if I were to do something big next, it would be a cookbook. That's awesome. I, I really hope you do because you know what? Those recipes on your website are absolutely phenomenal. So you need to document it and, and, and show it off to people who are not following you on Instagram or just put it out there like, hey, listen, I've got these recipes on my website. Yeah, I feel like if, if I had like one or two people who were working for me full time, then I would have enough time. I don't know how people do it. It's so much work. It is indeed. The photography of... Uh, like the nutrition facts and and having yeah. to document each and everything that that's just that's just bananas <laughs> yeah that's crazy so what would you have wished you'd known before you started with Isabel Eats I think I wish I would have known how hard it was going to be to own my own business like I knew 
I knew the creative side. I knew what I had to do for like making the recipes and photographing them and like keeping up the blog. Um, but business side, I knew nothing about like taxes, um, like hiring contractors, um, anything to do with business. It was just like, I was learning something about it every single day. And, uh, I'm like a one, one man show right now. Like it's just me. So it's just so much to like keep track of, like not only the blog stuff, but there's also business stuff and like legal stuff and make sure you're doing things the right way. So, um, I wish I would have known, I wish someone would have said, you're going to need to like learn some stuff about business because having a blog as your career isn't just about photographing and making recipes it's like it's a real business yeah it's more of a business than actually the food because you need to know so much more than just like cooking is a part but then I feel like the business is the bigger part of it oh it totally is um and I think I mean that's just what makes it tough but it's also I've had a lot of fun with like listening to business podcasts now and just learning as much as I can um so there's pros and cons for sure. Yeah, definitely. So tell us something. You've always been great at putting out recipes and your photography is amazing. But what's something you failed at? Hmm. So, you know, what's funny, like, I feel like all the stuff that you just said, the making the recipes and the photography, like, those are things that I failed at. Like, I, I wasn't always good at them. I failed. Like, my first photos were terrible. <laughs> my, first, my first recipes were terrible. Um, I, like, didn't know how to write a recipe. So if you were to read it, you couldn't follow what I was telling you to do. <laughs> um, so I think it's important to, like, start wherever you can. If you're interested in, like, starting a blog or any hobby like that that you're maybe thinking about turning into, like, a career or something, it's not going to be perfect uh, the first time. Like, you just have to put it out there, and that's the only way you're going to learn. Like, you just have to keep practicing and practicing, and you will start to get better. Um, so I've failed at all of those things, and I still fail at those uh, sometimes. Like, I had to re I reshot a recipe the other day that was already on my website because I looked at the photos, and they were terrible. And I'm like, why did I post this? <laughs> That's fabulous. Now, tell us, is there anything we should have asked you, but we forgot to? Mm, what do I want to tell people? I mean, you asked pretty much really great questions. <laughs> um, I just want to tell people uh, that if you have a, uh, like a yearning to do something creative, but you don't know if you can make it or you don't feel like you're good enough yet to um, like put it out there, just do it. Because like anyone who started, anyone who you look at now and you think, wow, they're amazing. Um, I could never do what they do. Uh, you can, but those people started just where you are today. Like you just have to put it out there um, and just keep growing. Cause that's the only way you're going to get better is to start now and just keep practicing.
That's fabulous. That was going to be my next question, but guess what? You just covered it. It's like, what is one thing you would want to tell the audience, like a, like some kind of inspiration? But guess what? Your whole podcast has been so inspirational. Aw, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Well, this is pretty much it for us. I really, really wanted to thank you for taking the time to do this with us today. Your stories have been great. Your recipes are fabulous. And I just want to tell the audience to please, please follow Isabel Eats. That's exactly how it is on Instagram. Check her blogs out. Her recipes are amazing. She always puts out great stories. Make sure you follow her on Instagram. That's I-S-A-B-E-L-E-A-T-S. That's pretty much what it is. And you'll know everything about her and her recipes. Thank you so much, Isabel. Thank you very much for this. Thank you so much for having me.